Hello and welcome. My next guest is Mary Lavelle, the founder of the networking group Ladies Who Latte, which has grown significantly in the past 14 years in the UK and overseas. She's known as GJ Mary Lavelle when she hosts the Good Morning Marlow show, as well as coordinate all the programs. She's a host of the Great British Exposal and mentors people in networking. Mary shares the power of making connections and how you can make them grow. You're listening to Impactful Billionaires, the podcast with award-winning social entrepreneur, Nayasha Kuditso. Do more, be the impact. A For The Now media production. Uh, thank you very much for taking time to come and be with me. And thanks for the introduction to Julie. I'm going to follow it up. Meanwhile, if you think of anyone else, let me know. Of course. I've got a list. <laughs> yeah, at least <laughs> anytime I'm looking oh, to do my next you. series. Oh, Natasha, thank you very much. It's an absolute honor talking to you, I can tell you. So thank you very much for asking me. You know, most people love talking about themselves, but you know, the thing is, as I get older, I'm starting to forget what I started with. <laughs> uh, yes. I've had I've had a very checkered life as a, in the business career because um, my life was very different at many different stages. And, you know, life takes you on twists and turns. And I think the one thing that I learned out of that was learn to take the twists and turns, go with it, because, you know, doors open uh, in the most unexpected places. And as I said to you before, if the front door shut, dive in around the back window or back door, because that will always be open. But I, you know, I've done many, many things from secretarial to photography assistant to uh, nursing to uh, working on a farm. That was the biggest, the biggest shock I got whenever I came to this country. And we were friends of ours. I played netball at the time, and I was I played netball for twenty two years in the Maidenhead area, and um, mm-hmm. and I've been a I'm qualified coach, qualified umpire, and I got to the level of southkeeping. <laughs> as a player but, and I was also chairman of the committee for eight years in the Maidenhead area so you know Mary it was, it was could, yes I don't know what's happening with your vision I'm, I'm only seeing your head oh that's better, that's oh, better. I know what you, well, I know what it is actually. yes yeah perfect so, um, I've got a droop yes. <laughs> go. I'll keep an eye on it anyway the uh, sorry sorry so uh, um, after my long career at netball it coincided with meeting a lot of people and friends and they led me into other business. I always said that every opportunity I got, I got through netball because uh, of where it took me. Anyway, this this was uh, a farm that was a fruit farm. It, it was an arable farm and it also did turkeys at Christmas. So it was not anything that I'd particularly seen before. I brought up an island and on a farm, nothing of this size. This was massive. So <laughs> the friends... My friend and I, the, the, the two of us that were neighbours, uh, we headed off this morning because a girl said to us at the netball that we sort of the night before, would you like to come cherry picking with us? And you know, it's something that I can hear in my head nearly every day and I have never forgotten because uh, we, we thought, oh, that's great fun. So off we headed and then we had to stop the car because literally we were crying with laughter when the both of us realised we'd never seen a cherry growing on. Well, what did it grow on? Oh. Did, it, did it grow on a tree? Did it grow on a tree? <laughs> oh dear! We never seen a cherry, mm. and, and that was hilarious. That was so fun. Oh dear. Oh dear. And, uh, 
we eventually got there and then we seen the trees and we seen the ladders. Right, we oh, got, got to climb ladders, isn't it? You tell you, and I just looked at it and I said, you have got to be kidding. Oh, I, I'm not going up that ladder. I'm not going up that ladder. I am not, no, 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 going up that ladder. You're standing in, in a tree and the tree's moving? Are you serious? <laughs> oh, my dear, I tell you, I thought I was going to have a heart attack on the spot. Anyway, we, but that led us to years of laughter, years of friendship, yeah. and 11 years, I said, with the father as well. So, but that also the farmer was absolutely excellent in, in looking at our futures as individuals. And he put us through for many different courses oh. in, for our training, which was modest. So I have a forklift license. <laughs> Lovely. And, and I have <laughs> and I have a pruning license. In fact, I got two or three of them. So uh, that that was that actually ended up letting me into somebody who came to the farm one day and said, I love your trees. They always look amazing. I've got an apple tree, any chance of coming to prune mine and I thought oh this would be good fun so we, we we did it we said yeah we'd pop round and and we got 20 quid and I think we went I don't think we were there that long but at that time we were sort of we're this is quite a few years ago darling. but it went but it was that was sort of like wow that's a that was a lot of money and we thought you know we could make some money on the side of this but that led me to my gardening business yes <laughs> <laughs> and so and I ended up employing people and mm -hmm. we had we were looking after in the end 50 gardens a fortnight wow and not all of them got you know needed somebody every week but over every fortnight somebody did so that ended up being a real experience and then um then I thought that's it I'd swung that thing too much that's it my back was injured and I thought, that's it I'm going home to make have coffee have coffee mornings look at the chintz curtains and, and be a lady and paint the nails and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, that lasted about a week. Oh. <laughs> bored senses, absolutely bored. No idea. And, and then, as I said, you know, rocking back to my netball days, I got a call from the guy who I'd been buying trophies for, for, oh, since about 40 years ago, for about 20 years. And he's, he said to me, look, we're opening a new shop in Reading. Would you like to come and, and, and help with that? You know the trophy business, you've been here as long as I have. So I thought, well, oh, that'd be nice. And now I've got a job, I'm getting paid, holiday pay, stamp pay. Oh, you know, no worries, no worries. Well, that's that's famous last words of it. Anybody takes a job, you know, no worries, it doesn't exist. But, you know, the one thing I've always done, though, no matter what the job was, I've always made it my own. I, I treated the job like it was my business. Yes. So, of course, then you get double value out of me, really, for that. That took me a while to realize that. But, you know, I, I was dedicated. I wanted to learn. Mm. And, and I learned that through my network, there's being competitive. Hey, you've got to be competitive in business. Yeah. <laughs> hey. you know, that's like a red rag. You know, you thought... Well, if he's not having a job, I'm going to bid for it. And, and that is exactly what happened. And I will never forget I what we'd won one of the biggest contracts in Reading at that time, which was the Reading Half Marathon, which is now up as one of the, the, the runs people do on the build-up to the London Marathon. Marathon, yes, yes, yeah. yeah. But the, the Reading, I won the contract for the trophies for that. 
Wow. And, and in fact, the company still have that to this day. They still have the trophies for that. And um, I arranged that I would come along with my Saturday boy, and we would actually engrave people's medals uh, uh, after uh, as soon mm -hmm. as they came off. Mm -hmm. That's what um, him and I did. We built engraved medals as long as we could. And then we said to people, right, if you live in around Reading, call into the shop, you will have your medal engraved for free. Uh, and that was it. And of course, you know, but the thing is, you know, the pomp and ceremony, of course, of anybody going off on these runs, there was a rostrum. We had Ricky and Bianca from EastEnders. Well, we had Bendy Spoonman. Well, and, <laughs> and me! Well, <laughs> waving to everybody as they took off on their marathon runs. You know, an experience. Anyway, I had a great, it was great fun. It was a great time. And and then I, I did, I got into lots of things through that. Unbelievable things, unbelievable connections. Uh, and then I got into the media. And I'd also done media press for the netball as well, too. So I was re-meeting some of the people now that I'd met over oh, the Oh, when you were doing your netball. And I was yeah. doing press. Yeah. I, except instead of being in the sports side, I still ended up a little bit in the sports side because the medals and the different things we sponsored and supported. Mm. And in fact, one of the most important ones we had was we had a football match to raise money after the death of Princess Diana. And it was between the local jockeys up on the heath there in Boston. Oh, yeah. Okay. And they, and they played football against the guys that had actually carried uh, Diana's coffin. Oh, so, yeah. They did that. And the company I was with, they sponsored the medals for that match. So oh, that, yeah. that was something that's, you know, a treasured memory as well, too. And oh, um, so that then took me home. <laughs> child deserves a loving family and that is why I founded Banya Fostering, an independent provider in 1996. In the past 24 years we have grown to become one of the largest agencies in the UK. We thrive to support carers and empower children, providing opportunities for brighter futures. Have you ever thought about supporting a child that needs it most? So far we've helped more than 7,000 children in our care. So you then that's how it ended up into but well, it's very really interesting how um you know Angelita talks about social capital yeah. and at the time you didn't think it was social capital we used, we called it network but yes. it started from um from uh, from netball it's just incredible it, it started from my sport yes and okay. the connections I made that and then then connections again back to sport again and uh <laughs> I kept tripping over these these press guys, but you know they. Whenever I was there at the shop and being competitive and winning things, and um, there was a local television company, and obviously had heard about this dynamic woman. Oh right, yes. <laughs> so <laughs> they came to interview you <laughs> in the trophy shop, and they asked me to come on the Sunday morning business program. Mm. Well, you know, you know, this is. You just take everything and you stride it. Well, at least I do it. You know, I look at it. 
Tina, I've never done it before, so I'll yeah. have a go. Yeah, have a go. <laughs> so, so I You're only going to have a go. I'm going to have a go. Of course, this was like sort of like uh, 25 years ago. And of course, I'm I'm sort of like the makeup's on, you know, I can yeah. do the makeup. So I'm painted up like a doll. Yes. And the face all done. I'm all ready to pose and do this. And then I sat and I said, own the chair. When you're going anywhere, you want to be confident. And this is for anybody in networking. Whenever you're doing any sort of networking where you're talking, own the chair. Because yeah. when you've mastered how to sit in that chair, mm-hmm. relax and own the chair, Mm-hmm. You oh, fantastic. are totally in control. Yeah. And so I got in the corner of the sofa, I lounged one arm over the over the end of the seat. Yeah. And whenever I seen it back later on, I haven't got sleeves on. So there was lovely brown painted face with all my makeup on and my blue eyes. <laughs> no white arms. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh no. Anyway. That, that was a bit of fun though. But you know, I learned, you learn a lot, you learn from everything. At least if, if you've got a half a brain, learn from everything you do because next time you know, sit on your hands. Yes, yes. <laughs> wear sleeves. You know, all, yeah. There are all these little tips that you sort of pick up on the way. Anyway, I did that. And then the Chamber of Commerce were very impressed with the business of what we were doing. So they sent the lady down to the shop and asked us to be members of the Chamber. Mm. And and uh, so you know, I I put it to the boss and said these people are here. So that was one thing thinking about that. But the second thing was then this lady said to me, you know, you'd be great working at the chamber. Mm. But yeah, you know, I have got a, a picture of the chamber of commerce in my head that I knew about them when I was at home in Ireland and remembered seeing them always at dinners, you know, posh dinners and things. The men always wore the DJs and the white shirts. Yes, yes. <laughs> ladies all dressed up. And to me, that I, I didn't know what the Chamber of Commerce did, but I know that they did plenty of dinners. So, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you were told. Yeah, but I thought, you know, you've got to be boring to be in the Chamber of Commerce. And you've got, you know, yeah. I'm not boring. I, I've got too much life in me. I, I don't want to do boring stuff. And yeah. it, it was a stupid thing and this woman said we'd like she come back down a little late and she said did you apply for the job and I said no I didn't I said to be daft a lot what me yeah. and she said actually they're waiting to hear from you oh well, so I thought oh what the hell go and have a go so I went for this interview which is the only time I've had to actually ever produce a CV for any job I've done no. In, in 50 years. <laughs> yeah, you have to but produce a CV. Okay. I have to do a CV. Well, my husband had to do it. I have no idea. I do one. Yeah. So he did my CV for me, which reads like a comic book. But yeah. we we um we went to uh, uh the interview and I'm all dressed in sort of a suit, well, a smart, you know, because I'm not really sure what to do and what to wear there. And and uh, I met this lady and the white haired man that had been at the television studio. Mm. And and they asked me about questions, and he said, "You know, do you know about the Chamber of Commerce?" And I told him what I've told you about the dinners and things. And I said, "Beyond that, no." Yeah. And he represented. He said, "And then he related what they did to what I was doing in the shop, and and doing the trophies and talking." To All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I I thought that gave me some understanding. So I said, "That's fine." And and he thanked me for the time, and then I came back. And the guy, the old boy that used to work in the shop as well, so he was coming to the end of, coming to his retirement and this, this, and he said, you should go for that. 
But I remember the lady coming around saying, you know, the money's not that great. And I went, oh, well, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm a shop girl. I'm not working for big money here. But yeah. when she told me there was like £4,000 more a year, I'm like, oh, you yeah. want four? I said, oh, is that all? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that all? So you bluff it like heck. Anyway, so that, that was hilarious. I wasn't long in the shop and I got a phone call and there was a lady on the phone and she said, we, we um, thank you very much for coming to the interview. We'd like you to know that you have been shortlisted and we'd like you to come back for a second interview. <laughs> well, I, I'm in like, this world of, what do you mean? I said, oh, I'm sure. So I went back in and I said, want me back again. Yes. What did I not say the first time? <laughs> <laughs> so I go back and I meet this lady and she's to be, if I got the job, this is, your, this, this is Janet and she'll be your PA. And I said, you know what? what? <laughs> I, I, I pay, PA is a personal assistant. <laughs> no, it's not such things. <laughs> what? And, and, she, and I, well, I could not get over that. And, and, I, and I said, but what do we do? <laughs> and then he told me about this, this networking thing where, you know, we go out at different times of the day, breakfast meetings. Yeah. And, and I said, and do I get my breakfast? Yeah. You know, got, I have priority here. Yeah. He, said, he said, oh, of course you get your breakfast. So I thought, oh, this is like, well, he, you know, I thought the died and gone to heaven. Yeah. <laughs> also, he said, you go out for lunch. And they, we went out for lunch with a glass of wine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this job was made for me. Yeah. And it, oh, I, oh, well, honestly, they said to me, I had a month, a whole month of just observing. What other people do is because that's the way you learn. So the lady that I was to take over from was pregnant and going on maternity leave soon, but would be back but then you know see what happens. Anyway, I did my and I said afterwards, I said, How many shortlisted? And he said, Three. And I went, Oh, do you know that was that's when that penny dropped? Because until that moment, that's when I wanted the job. <laughs> it was competition again. Yeah. And I, I thought, now I want the job. So I'm getting back and I'm as nervous as a kid. And the guy said to me, well, how did it go? And I said, I think, well, I said, I've been short. I said, I'm only one of three. <laughs> I said, but, you know, these are the, anyway, not a chance. I, not long after, the phone went and I, I'm delighted to tell you you're being offered the job. Really? I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you're top three. I'm dancing all around the place and I can't wait to give my notice in because the guy that I was working for was not nice. Anyway, so it was, it was wonderful. So I came back and I told my husband, I, do you know what? The weekend before then, I realized that, you know, I've lived because it's between the sporting job I did, because the sporting trophies and sports, I, I didn't own clothes. I lived in tracksuits yes. and t-shirts and, and I had nothing smart. So Sunday morning, my husband and I were going up to the markets up at Heathrow. Yes. <laughs> going to the market was <laughs> trying to find a suit or something, find some clothes. Which we managed to do, and then I start. I went to my job on a Monday, but you know, whenever they say you put a duck in water, that was me. Yeah. And and, and yeah, I tried to networking. Yeah. And yeah. I, I went yeah. to the first event, and, yeah. and of course I looked at it and I thought, this is so exciting. And watching women in networking, mm. the breakfast meeting were men and women. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I was what you call like the new broom. Yeah. Okay. I, I was like um. I didn't do things normally. 
No mm. one because I hadn't had training to tell me what to do, right? <laughs> not, not. <laughs> yes, good. You went so on the job. <laughs> so I went in and it was just my head on me and I introduced myself and I said, we're having I said, look, this is my new job. I'm loving it. And yeah. it says, the guys got up, well, oh my dear, can you imagine getting up to men who are, are dating from with computers? Yes. And they, you, they're all given what I was told was you run this session where they have one minute to speak on their elevator pitch about their business. Yeah. I thought, well, that's all right, I can do that. Yeah. So pick it up. And this man said, if you, you know, if you're into computers and, and you need anything new, it was the start leads and the plug and thing. I do this, like we could do from five in, six in, seven in, and we did. And I just looked at him and I thought, what the heck is he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking and, and I thought I there's five minutes of my life I'm not going to get back and, mm-hmm. and, I, and I said that I said do you know what I said do you enjoy your job <laughs> and he said he said well yes you know it's, it's the state of times it's the latest job it's the mm-hmm. state. I said do you know if it's as boring as you making it sound I said I don't want to do that job <laughs> I said can you tell me what you actually do and I said, and I don't care what the plugs are. Yes. Uh, that was it. I went down in history from that moment on. Yes. People, you know, people came to the breakfast meeting because honestly, they're satanic. That's all I can say. They came here to be abused. But if they weren't talking about themselves or the business properly, I made them sit down. <laughs> I said, that's enough. And rang the bell, go and sit down. I rung the bell on them. They had to sit down. I said, that's boring. You come, you come back. If you want to, you come back next month and you tell me something interesting about what you do. <laughs> and that was Anna off from there. Anyway, the numbers doubled, Nayasha, which I could wow. not believe. It doubled. And the, the boss from the chamber came over and he said, Mary, what, what, what is it you're doing different? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. Told, I don't do boring. <laughs> Quote unquote, that was exactly my words. And and I said, Well, I don't know what you do. And I said, But I'll tell you what, I don't do boring. <laughs> and, and I said, And do you know half these people are really boring? Well, they were loving it. People were laughing and they said, Oh, we're coming back to this. And they found that it was a breakfast meeting. There was so much life in it. So I know I did one breakfast, but I said, Right, we were going to have the big breakfast. There was a, a, an anniversary or something coming up. And I said, Right, everybody, we're going for the big breakfast. Each one of you are commissioned to go off, bring one friend back with you, and we double our numbers. Yes. Now, is there anybody who doesn't understand what part of that is? <laughs> yes. Is, is it clear? Yes. But anyway, it did. And, I, and you know what? I'll never forget that morning because there was a lot of people came and signed up to the chamber that morning. And, yeah. and I know the chamber during that time had then employed a sales team to get into membership. And more people yeah. joined my breakfast my breakfast meeting that morning and joined all week through the sales team. Wow. So you know the sales team weren't very happy when they but um, <laughs> you increased their numbers. <laughs> but yeah. the numbers the numbers doubled, and I am very proud to say and I went through a number of months with yeah. no, no losses of membership. Yeah. The highest growth, and I was the only chamber within the group of the Thames Valley that actually made money as well through a profit. I had no losses. Wow. So, so that was it. My big breakfast that I set out to do, we had 103 people turned up. Wow. For and breakfast. I said, well, you needn't think you're getting a minute. 
Yes. <laughs> I said, what I want you to do, because you know, everybody else listened, they were sitting in circular tables, and I said, I'm going to go around the table, stand up, say your name, say your company name, and no more than six words of what you do. Yes, no, okay. And that was it, so six words, what you do. And you know, some people, well, you could see them, they're writing it down, and I caught them as well too, and I said, now listen, you've got six words. I don't want you writing your name down. Don't you know who you are? Yeah. <laughs> and, just, and you find people after people, whenever they get up with a piece of paper in front of them, that got banned as well too. They weren't allowed to do that. Hold your paper up. And the first thing is, my name is. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Don't you know who you are? <laughs> so they were made to sit down as well too when they did that. But the six, it was a great adventure. And it took me a while, obviously. But I got round all the tables to the 103rd person. I went, yeah, done it. So it, it, was, great, it was great fun besides everything else. And, and I said, look, you're not going to get a chance to sort of chat to that person. So when you're here, when you hear somebody's name, put in the table number. So everybody had to get up and say, right, table one. My name is, my company is this, and I clean windows. Yeah. It's, it's a no-brainer. Just say what you do. Yeah. And yeah. an awful people waffle away until it's been an hour saying it. <laughs> and what they do is they clean windows, like for goodness sake. So <laughs> it's the bra set. It really worked well. So I said, now, anybody wants to meet up with anybody, you write the table number down, the name, and go and see them after. This is when real networking happens. Not sitting around a table in the chair, not chatting just to your next-door neighbour. Yeah. Get up and go around and meet them and make a note of who you want to see. And you know what? It, it's worked. And I've lived on that theory ever since where I said, people, cut it right down. Don't worry about a minute. Don't worry about 30 seconds. Even mm. if 10 words or less. And mm. count them. If they try to stick one extra word in there, make them sit down. So, mm. you know, you're in charge of that. And it really works for people. They've got to think about what they do. Maybe mm. for some people, especially if they're involved in the pyramid selling when it's not pyramid selling, you know, that sort of thing. Okay. They've been tutored in what they have to say. Like, this is what... Oh, some script or something, yeah. yeah I've never understood that. <laughs> but they're trained in, and this is what they say. This is the things to say whenever you get up to speak about yourself and they, they, they say these things. And it's absolute rubbish. Mm. So just say what your product is and forget all that stuff that you've been told to say. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, can be me. <laughs> yes. So how did you get to set up Ladies or Latte? Well, there what you go. That's, that was it. I tell you what, like the, the women that came to breakfast, okay. um, there was one morning and I just thought, you know what? This, this, oh, I, I had a business women's group to take over. And okay. I'll I never forget it. It was so long in names. It was Brackle and Walking and Business Women's Group. You know, if you tried to write that down, you were on the page and turning around to the next second page to finish it. Social Enterprise Success Conference is a non-profit event that celebrates and connects social enterprises with a view to replicating them globally. We offer mentoring and coaching to aspiring change makers and leaders to grow their social enterprise ideas. We create networking opportunities to connect with supporters of social and conscious enterprise. Do more, be the impact.
And I thought, we've got to be able to shorten that. <laughs> and, and there's still too many letters and ands and buts in it. So yeah. um, anyway, I had one event and I, I said, right, I'm going to look after you ladies. I'm going to, I'm going to up, scale up what we do because I want you to scale up. I want you to feel good about yourself. I want to feel that you're, you're coming to this event because you've deserved it. This is mm-hmm. turning this around. This is not a business event. This is a treat for you because you've worked hard this mm-hmm. month. Yeah. If you've set yourself goals, if you've achieved them, so I'm going to take you somewhere really nice where you can have a glass of wine or orange juice water and we have a nice meal and we can tell people what we've done well in the last month. Mm-hmm. And so they thought they loved the thought of it. So, um, and in fact, it, it, re- it, was, it was a victim of its own success in all honesty. Nobody else was doing business women's group at the time when I started this. I know, I know. Other groups came on just after that. So I took, we started at um, lunches and things and we went to lovely venues, lovely hotels. And I had, I had venues ringing me up asking me to bring the women to, to the venue. <laughs> and I actually turned them down and I said, I'm sorry, you're not quite right for my ladies. Mm. And, and I went to posh places. And mm-hmm. I also had a swing a good deal. And I was living good at getting that as well, too. So, well, you know, if I'm going to launch anywhere, well, where was I going to launch in Berkshire? I'm going to mm-hmm. launch at Clifton. Mm-hmm. Number one hotel at one stage, always in the top five in the UK as being mm-hmm. one of the best hotels. Okay. And I went there and I said to the lady, I've been there a few times with the chamber, but um, I said to her, I would like to start a business women's group lunches. And she said, well, that's interesting. And I said, yeah, um, uh, yes, uh, how many people can you get in your uh, dining room? Mm-hmm. And she said, well, the, the French dining room, because you see, very posh. The French dining room um, will take 30 people. Mm-hmm. And she said, how many are your numbers? And I said, well, put it like this. 30 would be the dream. 20 is the, probably the reality. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about people personally that what I knew would come and support me. Mm. And, and so she said, well, that's fine. And I said, I want to do it in May. So I was two months early. And I said, but I'll tell you next bit is, I said, I haven't got a penny. And I, there I am, I clipped and telling them, I want to run this event and I haven't got any money. <laughs> as, you, as you do. So yes. I said, I'll tell you what I've got to do. I said, I'm going to do is the ticket sales and I'll sell those tickets before the event and we'll pay up before the event. Mm-hmm. So she, she went off, had a chat, and she came back. She said, do you know, I have to tell you, oh, she's very posh, you know, um, I'm really impressed with your idea. I like it, and I would like to support you. So, yes, we'll, we will take the event on. And if it doesn't get where exactly where you want it to go, um, well, we'll talk again nearer the time. And so but she said, but we'll, we'll do a special for you. We'll, give, we'll do a champagne reception. That'll be on us. Can you imagine? Oh, my goodness. I'm like, oh, I'm like beside myself. So I went out and I put this notice out uh, and emailed Brian the ladies and, and I said, we're going to start a new group. And I oh, actually, I missed a bit there because, you know, there was one barbecue that got, the ladies were fabulous, but they started to lose focus. They started to treat the event, the luncheon, as, as, as a real perk. They weren't yeah. doing business. They weren't talking about business. They were talking about what they were doing the weekend, what was on the telly. And, and I stopped it. But, sorry, that was a big chunk that I missed. But I stopped it for three months. Mm-hmm. And, and I was at a breakfast one meeting. A number of ladies were there. And they said, Mary, are you going to start 
the lunches again because we do miss them. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, if you're coming back, you've got to come back with the right head and the right mm -hmm. attitude mm -hmm. and know why it's there and why you're coming to it. Mm -hmm. And that, that was then, sorry, this is how then it kicked off. And then I decided that the, let's get the name as short as we can for women. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and what's the biggest thing you can have in a business? Of course, it's a PLC. Yes. You can't abuse the word of PLC. It obviously there to represent companies that are public companies. Yes. So, but you can use it in the middle. Wow. So we were sheplc.com. Wow. Private luncheon club. Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> word manipulation. So yes. we were, that's where ShePLC was then born. And we launched in Clifton. And I invited the press. I invited people I'd met the chamber over the time. Mm. And in fact, one of the, the, the biggest magazines around, Berkshire, um, the Berkshire magazine, they, they came and I asked her to be a speaker. Well, that was a good move. Yeah. <laughs> that we got a double page spread. Yeah, because she was, she was a speaker. speaker. And, and we got a double page spread in Berkshire Life magazine, and which is one of the top 25 magazines apparently in the country. So very, so very, very proud of that. And then the ladies came and I, I know I went back sort of a week later and I said to the ladies, you know, I'm really surprised that um, tickets seem to be going very well. I think I'm going to need the whole dining room. <laughs> and she said, well, we're delighted for you. She said, that's wonderful. So I said, I've already, I said, actually, what's happened now? I'm starting to get a waiting list. <laughs> so anyway, the waiting list went up to 50 and I thought, oh my Lord. What am I going to do? What am I going to do now? So I went back again and I said, um, now I really need your help because what's happened? I said, um, I, the waiting list has got bigger. And, yes. Um, so I said, have you got another dining room? Which was like hilarious. Yes. And she said, yes, we do. But she said, I have to tell you, it's dining for 80 people yeah. and, and you'll have to fill it. Oh, my God. I have another month to go and I'm like that's exactly what I thought and I thought I need help <laughs> and, and so I just said I sent everybody a message and I told them yes we can have the larger dining room we need 80 I need you to do your bit invite a friend yeah and, and invite then we can, double our, we can get there so I yes. kept, then I went back and I thought now hold on a minute I don't want to have to pay for my lunch I don't want my speakers have to pay and I don't want to have to pay for them either yes. so I negotiated five free places in the dining room, <laughs> right. five free places for the media and yeah. um, to, to to you know be invited as a guest. Mm -hmm. And uh, true to their word, they were brilliant. I know on the morning, uh, just before twelve o'clock, I got a lady rang me and said, "Mary, have you got any slots left? I'm having a meeting up at Clifton, and I decided I would be free to stay for lunch. Have you got any seats left?" And I said, "I've got one." <laughs> She took the last seat, like about 10 minutes, 12. Oh. So I had 80 in the room. And yeah. Clifton, Clifton were delighted. Everything was paid up in front as well. And true to their word, we had a bubbles reception. Oh. And they took us outside onto the thing. They looked after us so well. We had beautiful food. And, um, you, you know, we, we were only paying 30 pounds as well. To, but we got two courses. Champagne, but well, it was probably for a second, and and um, coffee at the end, yeah, for our 30 pounds. 
absolutely. And you know, that was like on that, you know, that's the price of their burger now, for goodness sake. So it 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 really went really, really well. And that was for that was the birth of GPLC that carried on then for a number of years. Oh, wow. But the trouble is, you know, whenever you start an idea, somebody comes along and they've got an idea and they, you know, basically pinch yours. But it's there for the grabbing, if you know what I mean. You know, yes. it's up to you. And mm -hmm. if you can't recharge it. Well, I, I have got a, a, a philosophy that there's no point flogging a dead horse. The best thing that you can do for the best effect is stop it. Straight away, mm -hmm. stop it. And, yeah. and it has effect. And then I just that stop started the ladies who were now miss, missing their lunch mm -hmm. and realizing things were getting more expensive which was part of the problem as well too because we were no longer getting things for 30 quid mm -hmm. and they you know she said you know wouldn't it be lovely if we could just meet up for a coffee yeah. and a chat i was still with the chamber at the time and i said i can't possibly do anything like that what well with the chamber because they'd obviously be looking for the members and they'll be looking for their you know team for for the organization of it and and that sort of it, we had a couple with the chamber and, and different ladies being our speakers but that seriously ended up being the, the launch of ladies who laugh out and mm -hmm. why we ended up there because uh, the uh sharon who was one of my ladies at she uh, said let's meet at uh it was one of the supermarkets uh, where they had a coffee shop in there well, the first time we met, it was lovely. There was only about 15 people there, but like that was like a success already. Yeah. Next month we met. Oh, I can't even tell you how many there was, but I can tell you that coffee shop had no chairs left. No. <laughs> we just pulled all the chairs in. Yes. <laughs> and we realized by the second week we need a new venue. And, oh, and really? <laughs> new coffee shops. And the last day come from because we're not ladies who are just meeting for a coffee. We are ladies because latte was on the form so you know the new coffee so we're ladies who latte darling yeah. yes, yes. That was anyway yes. that was as it turned out 20 years ago my goodness man. and 20 years ago we've never advertised uh, yes we, it's more powerful we, we've um we've left it to people to spread the word spread the story we've contact many times you know and the, the easiest thing is there isn't a ladies who latte in my area. Is there any chance that we can have one here? And I said, if you want to start one, mm. it's all yours. It and is. Over the years, we've automated everything. It's on a website that tells you mm -hmm. this is how you run a group. Here's what yes. you have to do. Just register your group with us. We'll keep a motherly eye, which we do. Yeah, we fine. help when there's problems because we've had some issues to deal with, as you can imagine, in many business where there's a lot of people around but the last reckoning i think we had before uh shut down we were over fifteen thousand ladies yes that's just incredible and and it has grown you know like like a mushroom entirely yes. on its own and um, yes. lockdown came most people went to zoom we lost a few groups but then we added extra groups but i can promise you i have every single day i will have between five and six people a day ask to sign up to ladies who love it every child deserves a loving family and that is why i founded banya fostering an independent provider in 1996 in the past 24 years we have grown to become one of the largest agencies in the uk
We thrive to support carers and empower children, providing opportunities for brighter futures. Have you ever thought about supporting a child that needs it most? So far, we've helped more than 7,000 children in our care. Also now coming post-COVID, people, I think, are, are, are going to start coming out a bit more. Well, they are definitely coming out because they have to. We, you know, we can no longer be just behind a screen. This is a convenience, but it's no longer the way to build your business. And you've got to get back out there. You've got to see people. You've got to meet them. Because what the, the internet's been great for what it did. It got us through the COVID time. It kept most of us sane. It mm. made heroes out of some people. Yes. But it's also left life of scammers as well, too. People where you cannot be vulnerable to whoever is on the other side of that internet because you don't know who you're talking to. You know. Mm-hmm. You get links and says, join this group and join that. You don't know who you joined. The only honesty you're going to face, the only reality you're going to face is face to face where you can look at somebody in the eyes yes. and you can tell them who you are. Yeah. And that's what you've got to get back to. Yeah, you know, the touchy feely bit. Get back, see people, learn mm. how to network again, learn how to make friends. Yes. And how to make the connections that will help you build your business. Definitely. So, you yeah. know, Ladies uh, Lati is, is, is uh, sorry, I was just going to say, Ladies Lati is free. It's absolutely yeah. 100% free. Um, we we just ask you to buy your tea and coffee to support the venue that's yeah. letting you in there. Yes, <laughs> letting you in. That's fantastic. So, as we come to the end of the in uh, discussion, what three tips can you, do you want to do it around people getting out? Because some people might be feeling nervous about coming out. So well, three tips about them, how to get out to, there. Yes, no, it's time to stop that. Get over yourself, stop it now. You need to get out for your sanity, mm-hmm. for your business, and for your health now. Get yeah. out yeah. and shut up indoors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're creating a false world for yourself in behind a screen it's not yeah. real yeah and yeah. you need to make your life real again the yeah. other thing you need to do is meet a fantastic person like Nayasha. yeah okay he takes he says oh we haven't got anything in africa let's go and start groups and then next time i turn around and we are zimbabwe zambian namibia Swaziland, yeah, somewhere else. The, oh, you know i've already set them up there's one I know. Zimbabwe, tanzania uh Ghana the Ghana one is very very strong um and the next one I want to set up and you're gonna come and help me set it up is Guernsey come to the Channel Islands you see this this is what makes life exciting this is what makes life matter what makes you wake up in the morning the excitement is still there as it was 20 years ago yes (laughs) somebody somebody contacts me and they say Oh, we're starting a new group. I'm over the moon. Yes. I, I know the friendships they're going to make. I know how well they're going to do in their business lives and, yes. and how much it's just going to improve just living. Yeah. Improve living. Yes. And, you know, I noticed the one thing that I did notice that the ladies in Africa were not very different from the ladies here. No, no. Most, most <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Our geography is just different. Yes. But a lot of the ladies in Africa, like a lot of the ladies here, are doing two or three jobs. 
This yeah. isn't hobby work. This is not hobbies. These yeah. are people who are earning money to the benefit of yeah. their family. Yes, yes. And they're yeah. contributing to the family purse yeah. in both yeah. countries. They definitely are. And and uh, and Malta came on as well, so we've got now two groups in Malta. And Malta yeah. very much like to get in touch with you as well, folks, because they yes. people in Malta have big connections in Africa. Yes. No. I no. can't I can't believe no, yes, I can't even believe I'm saying these words. Like no. look at this. Look at it. Yes. You know, when you start something like that, you never dream yes, no. where it's gonna go. Where it's gonna go. And that's the whole thing, isn't it? To you you create something which is needed and it, it creates such an impact on people's lives. And um, they yeah, never thought about it. I mean, these women, I, when I talked to them about it, they just never thought about it. It's like, oh, this is so simple. <laughs> is there something else we need to do here? <laughs> um, that's such a, that's a simple the, model. Hardest, the hardest thing I think that we've had over the years is trying to stay still and stand still because people want to grow, they want to bridge. But Lady Silati is there for the grassroots. You mm -hmm. can go. Plenty of people do networking. Yes. And I just said, go somewhere else. Yes. Go where there's more networking. But Ladies Lilati will stand still to help the ladies that are starting their businesses and they're alone, they're working from home, they've got young kids in school. We will be there for them. There's no yes. point in us moving on. Everybody else is there. Yes. Mm. We, we will be here to help you get your first foot on the rung. And they do it through friendship, through trust. And, and an absolute love of looking after each other. Yes, yes. I'm very, 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 very proud of my latte leaders. They, mm. they give so much of themselves and mm. everybody is a volunteer. Yeah, they do. It's just fantastic. Uh, it's just, yeah, yeah, it's lovely. It's a legacy. Yeah. It's a lovely legacy. I'm, a lovely I'm, legacy. I'm an older lady now. I've had my business fun and I've had a lot of fun. And look at the crazy jobs I've done. But, you know, I know what it was like. I was sitting in a job that I hated doing at home. I was alone and I was stuffing cards in plastic wallets mm. and they were being sold around shops and things. Oh, can you, I can't imagine anything more boring. But mm. it was the only income that I could make while I had three small children. Yes, yes. <laughs> horrible, you know, so I did some horrible stuff and, and the worst one was the smelly. When I got these bases and then the tops and then this very smelly, waxy centre that stunk the house out. And you were sitting there at night time watching down and clicking these things all together, putting stickers on the back of them to take the skin off your fingers. Oh, no. Oh, you know? <laughs> so get out and do your job. Get out and work because people, fresh air mm. is far better for your mental health. Yes, no, definitely. Fresh air is good. Yeah. And people have been affected by this mental health to do with COVID, being stuck in the house. They're happy, yes. but you know, an awful lot of people, you know, my mom's era, my, you know, my mom, my mom's 96. Wow, fantastic. And, and, and yeah, she won't roll over, she's just happy fighting along in there. But you know, they come from a different era where people didn't suffer fools gladly. They didn't suffer, they didn't understand mental health. They didn't understand. Yes. yes. That people, people were, you know, they had just seen that they were old. They're trying to get out of work. They're trying not to go to school. They're, you know, they just seen people as making no effort. Yes. And, and my mum's common phrase to us whenever we were children worried about things, she'd say, oh, shake yourself. <laughs> shake 
shake yourself, you know, that's, that's going to get you from, you know, out of your doldrum, shake yourself and get out of there. Yes, yes, so yeah. The intolerance is amazing. But sometimes, you know, a pendulum swings too much one way and then the other. And, uh, and I think there's an awful lot of people are hanging their hats on saying, I'm suffering from mental health. And I don't think they're, I think they're actually just bone idle and lazy. <laughs> you know, you, you know, make effort. People, a lot of people in the last two years have learned what it's like to do nothing. Yeah. And you know, you're, you're sitting there like retired people now. Yes. Yeah. Most retired people have, have actually got that much going on in their lives. They wonder where they had the time to work in the first place. Yes, I know. <laughs> I've got a friend who just retired. He said, I don't know why, why I ever found time to go to work. <laughs> I said, that's very funny. <laughs> I don't, my husband and I have both said the same thing, as have many other people, because there's things to do, there's, like, there's voluntary things to do, there's charity mm. stuff. We can, yes. we can give back. And my yeah. thing of giving back was helping those people that were like me, stuck at home, sticking smelly things together, get out and get a job and make a career for yourself. And for your family, because, you know, you are now your child's role model. You ask any child mm. who the role model is, they'll have yeah. struggle to name anybody. Yes. You know, mm -hmm. maybe Richard Branson, but he's already in another era. Mm. You know, young kids don't know them. But if it's mummy or if it's nanny, they've got it right. Yes, yes. Well, thank you very much for your time. Oh, Nayasha, I love you and I yeah. love talking to you. <laughs> so I will talk to you soon. I know you've got to run off and get oh. yourself all time. Yeah, that's, that's, that's taking hour to get the makeup on, darling. When you get to this age, it takes an hour. <laughs> it takes yes. longer to put the makeup on. <laughs> okay, you just have to put your makeup on. That's oh, fine. fantastic. Meanwhile, if you think of anyone else, I'm going to follow up Julia. Um, yeah. Let me know. And I'm going to, uh, there's two women already interested in the ladies at Latte, and I think we could launch it this summer. So yeah. I'll let you know. I'll let that's, you know. Well, that's absolutely fabulous. And I tell you, Julie, because she's a Latte leader, is the perfect one to ask for more connections as well, too, because she's actually meeting about 20 people every week, uh, every wow. month at her group. So, oh, wow. And I know at Wokingham and Bracknell, both of them are fantastic. The lady called Marianne, if she mentions it to her to you, Marianne mm -hmm. is a lady who came from, I think, is it Finland or something? And yeah. she was a Vogue model in her time. Wow. She's a very graceful lady, very beautiful lady. Mm. And she got into business. And I if you get in touch with her, I let her tell you what business she got into. No. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of strange businesses out here. Yes. Oh, lovely. Thank you very much. I'll talk to you soon.